The journey goes on three from three. Twelve games unbeaten. That's a new record. Scotland is next. And then we welcome Ireland to Principality Stadium. The Wales are top of the Guinness Six Nations Championship. Unbeaten three from three. What a performance by the players and the crowd. Welcome to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. A great performance on the pitch, the result of great training, says Warren Gatland. Just thought we finished incredibly strongly. We went through some pain last week in terms of how hard we trained and the message to the players was there's no way anyone else is training this hard. Wales women showed plenty of positives against England important for the next generation, says try-scoring wing Jess Kavanagh. Working for a Sports for Life team in Gwynedd, getting girls playing rugby. It's important to get them and develop them into the national squad. While there's been change in the engine room of the WIU, Geraint John taking over the rugby participation. If you love rugby, you love rugby no matter what. And uh, it's like anything like this. You know, what you want to achieve, you want to get kids playing, youngsters playing, you want to grow the game. And we'll hear from Geraint at length about that new role later. But of course, we'll start Saturday afternoon at the Principality Stadium. 18 points in the second half took Wales to victory over England. It was certainly one of the great atmospheres as the singing rang round towards the end. After the game, Captain Alwyn Jones and coach Warren Gatland were understandably happy. Well, in the first half, we were the architects of our own problems in terms of the number of turnovers and stuff and, and we gave them that ascendancy in the first half by doing those things. We didn't feel like they created a lot from an attacking perspective, we didn't feel like they put us under a huge amount of pressure and we tidied some things up in the second half and um, just thought we finished incredibly strongly. We went through some pain last week in terms of how hard we trained and the message to the players was there's no way anyone else is training this hard. And that, I think that paid off dividends. And dividends not just from the physical point of view, just from a mental point of view. We said uh, before we left the hotel that we would win today because we've forgotten how to lose. Really proud of the boys, a great performance. Um, and uh, they should enjoy their parties tonight. The improvements in the performance that we said would come was really important. You know, we've been very real about um, how much we needed to improve, and I think we did that in, in large parts today. Um, as Gat said, there was a couple of things where you can't really give. Uh, a team like England, uh, that opportunity. Um, and we, we showed that up in the second half and, and, like I say, got the result. But I think we're, we're very, again, real about what we've got ahead of us. You know, we'd probably like to play the Saturday coming to keep the momentum going. We've got a final week that we've got to use and prepare for Scotland. Yeah, it'll definitely be up there. It's, uh, it's one of my better Saturdays, I suppose. Yeah, they deserve to um, celebrate its um, some performance and uh, territory and possession. I thought uh, the work we had done in terms of our aerial game, knowing how much they were going to kick the ball, I thought we were absolutely outstanding in the air. And I thought tactically we were really smart too. Um, they, they didn't expect us to come with a pick-and-go strategy in, in the 22, and, and that definitely caught them out. And there was probably a few opportunities in that first half where we had shortened them up and, and we probably didn't uh, expose them enough. But look, it was, a, it was a tight, tough test match. It was physical. Um, you saw the, the tackles going in by both sides. You know, there was no quarter given in terms of um, 
you know, how ferocious that was, particularly in that first period. But I'm so, I'm so proud of how strong we finished and uh, we decided to change, we named the wings as well, so we shifted the wings over, George Bay on the left, and, you know, just to throw them off a, a little bit too in terms of um, that personnel. So it's a pleasing day and we can uh, enjoy the next couple of weeks and start focusing on Scotland. I've spoken to change rooms about, you know, we've done the hard work now and we've got to, you know, go up to Scotland and play them, which they've been very tough to beat up there and, and try and win this championship. Alan, we're just about on your fellow lot, Corey Hill, for his finish. It was pretty special, wasn't it? Pretty well time. <clears throat> yeah, I think it was uh, was at the tail end of 30 odd phases, and I think um, yeah, it was a good team try, but to be able to cut a line like that and take the opportunity is pretty special. It's it's good to see the strength and depth we've got in the row uh, at the minute, and you know everyone's putting their hand up, so it's good for Corey, but good for the team as well. And we knew the strength of how they've sort of kicked in the 15 channels, how they've been, had a couple of occasions today where they kicked twice you know, in a row and in the air. So we put Owen under a little bit of pressure and so he didn't have quite as much time on the ball. We tried to put Ben Youngs under a bit of pressure from his, in his kicking game as well and that, that was effective. And, and the boys have just been working their socks off, you know, catching the high ball and, uh, and working with Jenks and it definitely paid off. And it's nice to see that you know when you do put that extra work in and, you, and you're prepared for what you think is going to come and it, and it comes off, it's a, it's a nice day. Everyone's riding us off before, so we're just quite happy to come under the radar and just keep doing what we're doing so we're not talking ourselves up. Again, the guys coming off the bench did a fantastic job for us and they have been doing that for the last year or so. And, and it's part of the strategy now when we're talking about selecting a team. You know, we are talking about guys who are starting and guys coming off the bench and what sort of impact they're able to make and the competition within the squad has definitely helped with that. And and players are really fighting hard for the position. So, we're, yeah, we're in a good place at the moment. Warren, how special was the crowd tonight? Oh, I just thought they were amazing. I mean, heard, a, heard a few renditions of Swing Low and the crowd draining them out and then uh, uh, Land of My Father's, that was, that was pretty special. And, and the, Look, it was, it was a tight, tense uh, atmosphere and I think the, the greatest thing was that us scoring early in the second half to get it back to 10-6 and then 10-9 and, uh, and finished as strong as we did and that, that really brought the crowd into it for the last 15-20 minutes I was only sitting in the box but um, you know, hopefully that made a, an impact on, for the players You come to this fixture and obviously everything gets hyped up a bit's been said about what's going on off the field but credit to the boys we had a good run uh, and it's not just the 23-24 but the, the squad of the 40 uh, that prepare us it is it's a squad of 40 that prepare for this, these games and these wins um, as well as the backroom staff and that's why I mentioned everyone because it is a bit of a milestone but we didn't say much about it before um, the game but it's important we recognise everyone that's been a part of it up until now and um, we'll continue to work as hard as we have moving forward Final one please I try not to get too far ahead of myself and you know, one game at a time and I knew how important this game would be my experience with Wales in the past is that you know we've always got stronger as, as tournaments go and when it really matters and, and when it matters about winning big games the boys have fronted up in the past and tended to perform so you know, I think we'll enjoy tonight and then we'll start thinking uh, next week about, about Scotland and, and the challenge that they face so I'll be disappointed with their um, result they've been making uh, Murrayfield a bit of a fortress and we've got to make sure the challenge for us is that we're not complacent and we don't uh, drop our level because there is a huge amount at stake Scrum half Gareth Davis was also a key player, especially in defence, closing down the time for the England halfbacks. Very happy to um, come away with the win today. Yeah, it's a good, um, good feeling in the change rooms after the game. 
one of the toughest test matches I've played in my career and you know, we're happy to come out on top. Yeah, why was it so tough then? Well, you know, England were the best teams in the world at the moment, so match physicality was a big part of the game, you know, um, both packs chucking themselves about and I was trying my best to avoid some of the big collisions, but um, I think our pack fronted up and um, you know, tactically I think we got a um, near enough spot on today and we're happy with the win. What's the record mean to you as a squad? Yeah, you know, we spoke a little bit about it in the week about um, making some mystery, but we didn't, you know, dwell too much on it. You know, we didn't talk too much about it. You know, we concentrated more, you know, on England themselves. And um, but it was always in the back of our minds. And during that second half, I think you know everyone probably would have been thinking about it. You know, it was a good opportunity to create history, and we were lucky enough to to do that. Best performance out of the twelve, do you think? I think tactically we got we got a spot on. You know, we've worked, you know, a big week working on you know kicking game and. Um, our forward game, you know, our pick and go game, you know, we t- targeted a lot of that and uh, I think it worked pretty well today. So, in all fairness, you know, the coaches got a spot on and I think we um, executed it pretty well as well. What's it uh, mean then to have the confidence to take England on at what was seen as one of their strengths, the kicking game? Um, yeah, it was tough. You know, they, they're one of the, tactically, one of the best teams um, in the world at the moment. And um, so, you know, to come um, to sort of play them at their own game and to beat them at their own game, you know, it's, it's a good feeling. Three down, two to go. Hopefully, how do you approach uh, Scotland now with a slightly longer gap between the two games now? Yeah, we'll have a few days just to um, take this in. You know, we'll come back in on uh, Tuesday morning and uh, we'll look back over this game. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's areas that we can work on. And, you know, there's a few couple of areas that we'll have to be better at to, um, to face a good Scottish team in, in a couple of weeks. Bit of a feel good factor there in the Welsh camp now. Yeah, obviously it's been terrific. Good camp to be in. You know, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's a good feeling. You know, coming to training every day, everyone's got a smile on the face. It's a good environment to be in. You know, we're enjoying our own company, enjoying training, training hard. But um, like I said, half time. You know, um, the hard work that we've done in the last couple of weeks. You know, it's going to pay off in the second half. And I'm um, lucky enough it did. listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. So Saturday was great at the Principality Stadium. Sunday at Cardiff Arms Park was interesting. England women's professionals started and finished strongly, but in between, Wales's amateurs showed they could compete with a gritty performance and no little skill. Here's the verdict of coach Roland Phillips and captain Karis Phillips. You know, after the first 20 minutes, without a cluster of tries, I think then we started to, we stepped up and, and then we started playing a game of rugby. So, overall, very pleased. You know, there's definitely some dominant parts of that, from that game from us, and especially scrum, we definitely dominated that. Dominated some um, areas around the rock area. So, overall, very pleased with, with the girls and very proud of, of the belief they showed. Probably 20 minutes onwards, really, yeah. Just how difficult is it to be competitive against a side that's uh, training full time professionally? Yeah, definitely. I think this is a different ball game altogether. But most of those tries, I think, from them, from our mistakes, and they capitalise on our mistakes. They didn't really create much. It's just from us silly errors, really, and, and giving them those those easy tries. So come back in now. Uh, we review that. We need to sharpen up on that. Then going into Scotland because we know they've had a few key players come back into their squad. So it's going to be a tough game coming out there now as well. So our focus now is uh, Scotland. Roland, um, what's the sort of Balance of uh, opinion on, on that one, as as Kara said, frustrating start, but uh, some g- pretty good patches after that. After that, it was a competitive game of rugby. It wasn't just a bits and pieces. I think we had a block of about forty-five minutes in that end of the first half and twenty minutes of the second half, where 
it was, you know, we put them under pressure, you know, they put us under pressure, etc. So I think the key thing is it probably sat in this room two years ago after the, the game against England at this ground. And we'd just been on the back end of 80 minutes of it was difficult to get any control in that game. Last year, maybe a little bit better, but it was still a, a pressure situation. You know, we'd done a lot of work away from under the radar, I guess. And the, the conditioning levels, the, the physicality of the players has improved a lot. And, you know, for us now on the journey, and if we're looking ahead to 2021 World Cup, this is a, a big sort of moment for this team and I, we spoke before at halftime and we spoke after the game that the belief factor around teams and players, etc., is so important. And, you know, we need to capitalise now on all that positive stuff we've created today and build going forward because we're building going forward. Again, a lot of young players in there. I guess England are pretty much established now and, and building, you know, with this squad of players going forward. We're still developing players. We're not here to celebrate losing by 50 points, certainly not. But as the bigger picture for us as a team and a programme, it's a big step for us in the right direction. Is there any closer that you can get to a professional side like England with the resources that you've got? Or do you have to um, you know, have more time with the players to get on, on a level playing field? It's obviously been spoken about quite a bit regarding what England have. It's more than just you know grabbing 30 or so players and turning them professional. Okay, the the fact that they have maybe you know six times more players to choose from playing adult rugby in England. You know, they probably got more clubs than we got players. You know, so so that is a big thing that, that we're working on at the moment. You know, we the participation side of our game is as you as you can see and it's been well documented. We may not reap that rewards for years and years to come, but we're seeing it coming through now with people like Lauren. Gwen Crabb, Manon, these are young, young kids. Yeah, you know, if we spend more time as a team together, we get better. You know, we know that. But, you know, I think it's, it's a bigger picture than just, just that. Thoughts on Scotland, Karis? Uh, they scored a few tries against, against France. They've got a few key players come back in. I think Jake come back in. Um, they're, they're eight, so I know that we need to just capitalise on that. If we play like we did say, bring the physicality, it's going to be a good game out in Scotland in, in, in a week's time. Should be a decent chance to get uh, first win of the, uh, the tournament. Yeah, obviously we don't go into any game wanting to, to lose. So I think every game that we come into, we, we want to win. So yeah, we're definitely going to come in now, review, train hard again over the week, and go to Scotland and, and make sure that we just make our show our preps right, uh, make sure our heads are right and, and mindsets correct, and going into that game. If you look at the Six Nations. You know, I think you know France and, and England are pretty much in front of everybody quite clearly. But you know, us in Italy a couple of weeks ago. Scotland over the last two seasons has been only a couple of points difference. You know, it's, it's going to be a big challenge. You know, they would probably target us as a team, and I think they've documented that already. But we're targeting us as well. We need to be better. We need to improve. We need to learn. If we can start our game against Scotland as kind of that second half uh, went, then it'll it'll certainly be um, show a lot of progress for us as a team. The first try was scored by left wing Jess Kavanagh. A great team effort with the forwards driving the line out before the ball was spread wide. Always good to get over the whitewash, but like you say, it's a team try, um, offset piece, off line out, and we had a good go forward, so always a good positive to go over the whitewash. In terms of your day job, so to speak, in sports development, seeing progress in the Wales team, how much of an impact does that have at that level, do you think? 
Um, I think it's really important, like Roland spoke about earlier, about participation and having more girls play rugby, working for Sports for Life team in Gwynedd, and I try and co-work with the WRO, getting girls playing rugby. It's important to get them and develop them into the national squad. And as a wing, you need to see the skills developing to get the ball a bit more, but you must feel that's beginning to happen too. You know, we've been working on uh, basic skills and stuff a lot in training, and our accuracy out there today was good. We had to go forward from the forwards and the backs. When we had the ball, we had to be accurate and show clarity. So, I was almost feeling on the pitch after 20 minutes. Actually, we're closer than the scoreboard showing, and we can work our way back into this. We had time on the pitch that we could actually give them more than than what people think. We're a good side, and we can play good rugby if we, we're all on the same page belief in each other and belief that the squad it shows isn't it I just want to jump in there and say that Jess being modest it was, it was a great try but it took a great finish as well so three England defenders flying over to try and put him to touch no star <laughs> no. no well done that was, that was, that was great. That was a great finish to a good team play well it's women's coach Roland Phillips finishing off there now onto one of the changes behind the scenes in the WIU, with Ryan Jones and Geraint John effectively doing a job swap in terms of the elite performance and participation parts of the game. Here's Geraint John talking at a recent event to boost involvement of girls rugby around Wales. Obviously people talk about Rookie Rugby Week. If you look at social media and what's going on and the aim of getting 3,000 plus girls just touching the ball, having the experience and just engaging into the sport. And you'll see it's not just about playing a game I think everybody looks at rugby oh you've got to go outside play a game you know score score tries you know who wins who loses it's just about how do we start engaging in our girls to become one active healthy and actually see that it could be a little bit of fun a little bit of a long term strategy in terms of a women's programme we've had a lot of work and fair play to Charlotte Watham who's the, the general manager of the women's game put a lot amount of work into this and we feel that sort of we need in the future to actually try and engage more girls playing. You know, we pick our national team from 600 senior girls. That's all we have registered, 600 girls. We played France, 30,000. So when you pick 15 out of 615 out of 30,000, then perhaps you've got a few more to choose from. But our aim has got to, we've got to grow the game. We've got to get more athletes out there. We feel that events like this with youngsters, playing small-sided games for older players, seven-a-side, could be 12-a-side, is the way to go to try and create more opportunities out there. And as you said, events like this that we have here today, without, you know, we've got some national players, Roland here as well, is just the way. And, and it's right across the country, we're going to continue doing these type of events and just hopefully that the girls go away and think, <coughs> I want to do that. But also they go home to their mums, they go home to their dads, they get engaged in rugby. They may go and watch a game as well. So it's, it's not just about women's and girls rugby, but you never know that we may get more people coming through the gates, support clubs, support regions, support Wales in the future as well. So it's a big part of our strategy moving forward. But the earlier you can start people, and the more people can start early, the better that's obviously going to be. Yeah, it is. And you know, this year we've got, in April, after Judgment Day, I'm not sure if you're aware, we've got the, what we call the Road to Principality. We've got 25 events going on in the Principality Stadium. This year we've got girls programs in that road to principality event schools playing finals playing so everybody wants to play at the stadium so there's more opportunities there and as you said some of our girls have only been playing three or four years and they're playing international rugby so 
are we behind a little bit? Yeah, we may well be, but we've got a very good crop of young players coming through. I think we're starting to engage more at the younger age. And also, events like this also gives confidence to teachers. You know, you always read about and sort of what is rugby and maybe not the great side, you know, you'll see people getting hit and sort of like the, the big tackles that are there. But it's also the fun element as well. And hopefully teachers will see events like this and encourage the young girls that, hey, it is a good fun sport. It, it is about, you know, engaging with your friends and your teammates and about being active and being healthy. And that's what we're trying to engage our athletes in, in this uh, sort of programme. And of course, this is now part of your domain, <laughs> having done a job swap with Ryan yeah, Jones. Yeah. Just talk us through the, the thinking and the planning there. Yeah, probably is a shock to you. It's, myself and Ryan were aware of this probably back in November. We sat down and talked about, you know, where we wanted to go, sort of probably as individuals as well as sort of uh, from a, a Welsh Rugby Union department as well. As you said, women's and girls falls under it, which is the national team as well. With all the governance changes as well, we've got the professional board, we've got the, the community sub-board as well. You know, we have, not the divide, some people call it the divide, but sort of, you know, we have two groups working there as well. It takes me back a little bit, so when I started the union in 1989 as a development officer of a District B, and sort of back into the community game and sort of like working with the young players, but it's, I find it really exciting. Sort of there's a huge amount of staff to look oversee. You know, they've got 91 hub officers, you know, you've got the regional coordinators, regional managers, you've got all the clubs, uh, you've got the disability rugby, you've got the enterprise game, you've got the women's and girls, so it's a pretty broad remit. I was asked if I was interested in doing that, and the answer was yes. And, uh, you know, I think Ryan was asked similarly sort of where he wanted to go in his direction. And as I said, we were aware of it for a long period of time, certain members of the staff of the, of the Welsh Rugby Union. And uh, I suppose when we made the announcement, it might have been a bit of a shock to people, but... Um, we're excited about it and I love the thought you know you see it's like anything if you love rugby you love rugby no matter what and uh, it's like anything like this you know what you want to achieve you want to get kids playing youngsters playing you want to grow the game you want it vibrant you want it sustainable and you want the national team to do well isn't that why we do it so uh, hopefully my remit here now is sort of getting engaged but also it's not just about youngsters as well we've got a lot of other things sort of club rugby as well where does club rugby go where do we sit with regards to that and those are sort of projects that sort of I've got to get into now over the next sort of couple of months and uh, maybe some questions will come from that but may not be full answers yet but those are things that we have to look at and actually come to um, look at where we want to go in the direction of travel in the future The one thing we saw from your elite rugby role was there was change wasn't there if we look at the uh a teams coming in, the changes in the yeah. Premiership. There was a lot of research and there was, yeah. there was a lot of change. Is it going to be a similar process here? I think there's a lot of things that are really going really well. Let's not forget that. It's sort of like disability strategy, enterprise. We've got touch rugby, SEMS, you know, the small side of there. That's really going exceptionally well. Women's and girls now, the strategy of there, we've got to really make sure that grows and where that will go in three or four years' time. Sort of the question was asked earlier where does women's rugby go? Sort of our aim is like, is it right now a professional sport? Probably we see it right now, no. But will it go in the future? The ultimate answer is it's going to happen. We know it's going to happen. It's not if, it's when. We're, how do we do that? So we've got to look at that a lot closer in terms of that. But we've got to get our numbers higher. We've got to grow that particular aspect. So that's important. You know, you've got the premiership level. I know we've got to keep growing that. And, you know, we've had the BBC this year. We've got to try and make that again. Only 12 teams next year. So pretty excited end to the season as well. Some may not call it exciting, but we've got to grow that part. We've also got to grow the whole club game as well. Where does that sit and where do, where do we look at that? We've got everything else, minis, juniors, youth, schools, youths. We've got a major education in rugby review going on at the moment to look at what is rugby between the ages of 11 to 23. And I mean by 23 at universities as well. 
how should it look you know where does competition fit in where does development fit in when does performance start you know are we identifying our players too early are we competition focused rather than development focused so there's a lot of things that's happening in that space quite now and uh, you know hopefully you know the results of all that will help us and guide us in the direction we want for our young players as well and not just young players but also coaches and teachers for the future for the betterment of the game so where's so that probably. dividing line with yourself and Ryan drawn because it used to be at the premiership pretty much so still premiership still stays with myself it was interesting. One person said to me, "Oh, sad to see you go." And I said, "No, nah, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still with you." So, uh, what sits in the in the professional subboard? So, the regions, the national team, age grade programs, 18s, 19s, 20s, the sevens. So that's basically sits in the professional subboard. And then you've got the community game, which is basically minis, youth, juniors, schools, club rugby. You've got all the uh, women's and girls, which includes the national team as well. You've got all the disability strategies, sort of the rugby enterprise program, you know, the rugby managers, hub officers. So basically what, what we say is sort of the non, what I call non-professional and the non-performance which starts at under 18. Were you in square pegs and round holes before or are you now? How does that work? In other businesses, people change roles. If you look around, it's sort of like perhaps in rugby, we've never sort of do things like that. We always sort of you're in there and you stay in there you stay in there so it's sort of like for me it's, it's a great challenge for me I think I've had the information the knowledge and the experience to do the role otherwise probably wouldn't be asked and I'm comfortable in that and, uh, and I'm quite excited in, in the role I'm, I'm a passionate rugby person passionate person who wants the best for you know the ultimate aim is to make Wales the, the number one side in the world we can't hide that and whatever we do is to make sure that anybody lower down understands that they're part of it as well but we, it's about growing I believe it's a fantastic game and that's uh, I'm not going to hide from that and uh, I have a passion for that and I'll do whatever I can to help whether it's uh, a young player out here who wants to go further or just wants to play rugby or whether it's a person playing for Slandaf North how do we you know Slandaf or whatever club rugby as well and, and then we've got the top end of the club game as well how do we actually make that a, a real quality vibrant and sustainable club programme as well so I'm excited about the role as I said we've had time to actually think about it for a period of time so um, I think we're all you know, comfortable in it and looking forward to it We're looking at a scheme which has gone from strength to strength the hub officers have been great the area I suppose where people look at it and go there are real problems is more the club rugby, the week in, week out, Saturday, second yeah. teams, third yeah. teams, that sort of thing. What What's your approach to that? i got to look at that first. And so it's like people say that is a, a problem here, but then you get other people who say, no, it is really, really good at the moment. So it's interesting you say that, but so where are we getting that information from and what is the information? So for me, it's about making sure that we have all the information to hand to be able to answer those questions properly. And I think that that's, for me right now, is a, is a key thing to do. No, I think that's anything. Like, if two teams turn up and play and they've only got 12 players per team, should they go home? No. We want them to play, don't we? So that's important. That was there, and we need to make sure of that. And, uh, you know, but also we've got to go and say, how do you also, if a club team wants to play 15s or they're the second 15s, how do we actually make that club sustainable? What is a club in the future, you know? And that's something I'd like to look at. What does club rugby look like in three, five, ten years' time? What will be success? And that will be something I, I'd like to get into in the next sort of uh, in months. And it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be tough. There's going to be some, a lot of questions asked. But we need to actually look at what you've asked and actually look at where we want to go. Interesting to hear. So, that's it for this week. Next week, we'll be building up to the games away in Scotland. But until then, from the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast, goodbye. Goodbye.